There's a way to behave yourself in the house of God. There's a way to conduct yourself both as a teacher or a member in church because everybody in church will one day. We're talking about the church. The church is part of what helps us to backslide proof our Christian life. Now, the Apostle Paul said in 1 Timothy chapter 3, I'm going to be reading from verse 14. He said, These things write I unto thee, hoping to come unto thee shortly. But if I tarry long, that thou mightest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of truth. Glory be to Jesus. And so the Apostle Paul was trying to t tell Timothy how to behave in what he said is the church, all right, in the church, how to behave in the church, hallelujah. And he said that the church is the pillar and the ground of truth or a column which stands, you know, it supports the building. It supports truth. The church does not peddle a lie. Some of the ways you know a church is that they support truth. They support the word of God. It does not try to rewrite the Bible. We don't rewrite the Bible. We share what is written in the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And give people understanding. He said, I will give you pastors after my own heart, which will give you knowledge and understanding. And he talked about the teaching priests under the law, that what they did in the days of Israel's blindness and darkness, that they would say, they would give, the, the Bible said they would read from the law and they would give the people understanding. Hallelujah. They would explain it so that people may understand. Glory be to God. And so the church is the place where we should find truth. And that's where truth resides. It is the body of Christ. The body of Christ. Like you have your body right now, you have your fingers, your toes, your, the internal organs are there. The external organs are also there that people can see. Praise the Lord. All of that make up the body. The body is not just the head, which is Christ is the head and the body. Jesus is the Christ. Praise the Lord. But now we are all members of his body. So the anointing that is on the head flows through the rest of the body. Hallelujah. He said, but if I tarry long, that I might know how to test to behave thyself. There's a way to behave yourself in the house of God. All right? There's a way to conduct yourself, both as a teacher and a lay, a lay, a lay minister or a member in church because everybody in church will one day teach some other person. The body of Christ was not designed for people to sit on the pews doing nothing the rest of their Christian lives. Hallelujah. God designed it for us that when we attain to the knowledge of the truth, we begin, or we, we begin to teach others. We disciple others. Nobody should be at ease in Zion. And all you're doing is just feeding every day. 
You should get to the point where you know enough to encourage other people in the Lord. Amen? And we need to uh, uh, backslide proof our Christian life. You know, I, I see some young people, especially online, Facebook and all of that, they come, they say, you know, um, um, I, I used to believe when, when I went to church with my parents, but now I've lost my faith. They don't know how dangerous what they have said is. See, there are two things. One is there is the God life that we live here and there is heaven to gain in eternity. And you need to be conscious of the fact, all of us, that the enemy's work or assignment against the believer is to steal your faith. If he succeeds in stealing your faith, that's it. If he succeeds in taking away your confidence that you have in Christ and you put it on some other thing, that is it. Some people are even born again, but they came in contact with the wrong things and now they say they are still searching for the truth. They have stolen your faith. So the believer, you cease to be a believing one when you stop believing. Christianity is a believing lifestyle. With the heart, man believes unto righteousness. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. You cannot allow the devil steal your faith. And how to do that is to continue in the truth. Continue in the word of God. Continue in the things of God. And stir up the zeal of God inside of you. The apostle Paul talking to Timothy said something in 1 Timothy chapter 1 and in verse, in verse 6. He said, wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God had not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. He said, to stir up the gift of God, which is in thee, by the putting on of my hands. What was he talking about? He was talking about the Holy Ghost. That you should stir it up. Now, the Amplified amplifies this and gives us an understanding. He says, this is why I would remind you to stir up, rekindle the embers of, fan the flame of, and keep burning the gracious gift of God, the inner fire that is in you by means of the laying on of hands with those of the elders at your ordination. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity and of cowardice and of craving and cringing and fanning fear. For he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of calm and well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. Hallelujah. These are all the things that God has given us. When you're stirring up the gift of God that is in you, you're stirring up power, you're stirring up the love of God, you're stirring up self-discipline, you're stirring up calmness over your soul. Bible says, be anxious for nothing. In everything by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God. 
And the peace of God that passes all understanding will do what? It will keep your hearts and minds to Jesus Christ. Prayer does that. When we stay up, you're, you seem to be losing. And this is why every child of God should be filled with the Holy Spirit. When you look at the scriptures in the, in the book of Acts, in the beginning of the church, you will see that each time somebody was led to Christ, the next thing they talk about is water baptism. And sometimes God beats the people to it and people get filled with the Holy Ghost. But the next major landmark after you're born again, you're water baptized, is the fact that you're filled with the Holy Spirit and speak with other tongues. God, that's when God empowers the saint. Hallelujah. And so that you are able to do the things that God called you to do and live the supernatural life. Because Christianity is a supernatural lifestyle. It is not just, it is not, it's not, you know, that's bringing, you know, it, it, you are supernatural when you, when you get saved. It's a supernatural lifestyle. We live in the realm of the miraculous. That's our natural realm. People cannot steal your faith. If you know what to do, the devil cannot steal your faith. You need to be in church. You need to be committed to a church, a believing church, spirit-filled church, where the truth of God's word is taught. Not where you're being told stories and a lot of emotion and passion and without the meat of the word of God, without the engrafted, even the milk of the word of God. You're not receiving anything. Nobody's actually teaching you the word. People talk about all their problems they tell you all the natural things that can happen, and that is it. There's nothing else going on. Naturally, when you come into a place where it's just emotion, and you leave, if you don't feel good tomorrow, you say, it was just an experience. It's a faith walk. It's a faith walk. It's a faith walk. It's a believing lifestyle. And you have to keep believing. And how do you do that? The Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Not by listening to stories and, and general books that people have written about their experiences. Listen, anybody can have an experience. And the issue is not having an experience. The issue is having the right experience. Your experience does not validate the word of God. The word of God validates your experience. Because anybody can have a negative experience and bring it and try to, to use it to invalidate the efficacy of the word of God. That's why God said, let every man be a liar and let God be true. Let God be true and every man a liar. Romans chapter 3. For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid. Yea, let God be true, but every man a liar, as it is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings, and mightest overcome when thou art judged. Hallelujah. And so, our experience have to come of the word of God. And this is the reason why we judge prophecy by the word of God. 
prophecy, you don't live your life just off of prophecy. Do you get what I'm saying? What I mean is, we're people of prophecy. That is true. The testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. But what we are prophesying is the word of God. So, if you do something that is contrary, the word of God is the constitution of the kingdom of God. The extent of our power or our delegated authority is the extent to which the word of God said in his word. If we say something that is contrary to the word of God, is it ultra virus our powers? And to that extent, it is null and void. It will not stand. Hallelujah. And so, in keeping our faith, we have to keep hearing the word of God. In Romans chapter 10, it says to us, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. We will keep hearing the word of God. We will keep hearing the instructions of God. And we keep growing in the faith that is in Christ. If you want to backslide, you want to lose your faith, you stop going to church. You stop listening to things that have to do with God. Initially, you will get by. Gradually, things will start creeping in. Just like if you don't take care of your lawn, your lawn is going to grow, become bushy, grow so much, you know, and weed will grow along with it. After a while, it will become a forest. Wild animals will grow there. They'll start moving around in the place. If you stop hearing the word of God, you will stop receiving God. And after a while, all your faith will evaporate. That's why you have to put the word of God inside. Keep it inside. And keep meditating on the word. Keep dwelling on the things of God. Thou shalt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Hebrews chapter 3. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin, but exhort one another daily. How do we exhort one another daily if you're cooked up in your home and you're still, you know, hanging with your old crowd? I'm coming to that. How do we warn you, exhort you, all right, urge you, help you, encourage you to continue in Christ, if you're not there, we don't see you. And we ought to know when the devil is at work, we, the believer ought to know. You see something, say, this is the devil. You ought to know. We have to train our, we have to have our senses trained to discern between good and evil. When, when Peter said to Jesus, uh, uh, when he was telling him about the fact that he was going to go to the cross, Peter turned around and said, Master, far be it from you that you should, you know. And Jesus looked at him. I said, dude, you're just interested in the party now. 
all that breaking bread for many people to eat and all of that. You want to continue to see the miracles, touch your head, you fall under the power and all of that. That's just what you're interested in. You don't know that he needs to go to the cross for the redemption of even you talking. So he knew Peter couldn't have been the one saying it. It was the devil. So he shut him down right there. He said, get thee behind me, Satan. That's what he said. So we're supposed to keep hearing the word. He said, for we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. So we have to keep hearing. We have to keep gathering together. We have to keep hearing the word of God. Keep growing in it. Keep undoing the work of the ministry. Of us witnessing to other people. Hallelujah. We have to keep doing it. We have to keep carrying out the assignment that Jesus gave to the church to win the world. So the number one thing there is the word. Praise God. We have to study the word. We have to read the word of God. Know it for ourselves. Own it. Have an ownership of the truth. Not just that, oh, pastor said, this pastor, that said, this said that, that said that. No. You know this is what God said in his word. You know it for yourself. The word of God, when we meditate upon the word of God, it prevents discouragement. Some of the reasons why some things may, you know, some people backslide is because they're discouraged. They're discouraged. The word of God gives us light. It shows us how to move, where, where we're supposed to put our foot on, where we cannot put our foot. It's the map. It's our compass in this world. It tells us what is of God and what is not of God. The word, the word of God is a lamp. Hallelujah. Unto our feet and a light unto our pathways. And so we use it to see where we're going. The person who is going to be destroyed can see from the word of God. We can see where that person is going to end up. The Bible tells us, he that walketh with the wise, for example, will become wise. But a companion of fools will be destroyed. The word of God tells us who to follow, who not to follow. It's our guide. And we have to keep reading it. We have to keep seeing into it. Keep looking into the perfect law of liberty. We have to keep looking into the word of God. Seeing what he says. What does he say about us? Hallelujah. What does he say? What does he have to say about what we're doing? Who we're working with? If you're not doing things right, how do I correct myself? The word. Even before you go to counseling for any, with, with anybody, you can read from the Bible and know what is good and what is not good. What is not healthy for your Christian life. You will know so you don't backslide. We do these things so that we will keep our salvation. With the word of God, no matter how you feel. You see, because I thank God for experiences I've had. <laughs> that days I've woken up, it was like, <laughs> it's like maybe somebody just opened a door out of the earth and just threw me out there. And I'm just like falling all over the place. Like, what is going on here? I, 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 
your feelings. Your feelings can run wild. All kinds of fear, emotion, different things are flying through, just attacking you from anywhere. It's like everywhere. It's like the devil threw a kitchen sink at you. But what happens? I've learned from experience in the word of God that it doesn't matter. I am who I am by the grace of God. I'm a child of God. Nothing changes that. My relationship with my father, nothing changes that. And he said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. That's all you need. And you stand your ground. You know, this is Florida. You have to stand your ground, Lord. You stand your ground.